I blazed up the endo and gave up the info. What it do, y'all? What it do, y'all? What it do? This is Yasha Ben Israel from the Yasha Ben Israel Show. Back at you one more time. Back at the place where we glance through the fog just to prance through the smog. Yeah. Well, you know, I had got some feedback from one of my daughters. You know, she happened to stumble across my podcast. You know, I have grown children. You know, you're dealing with a grown man here. You know, and, you know, my daughter just turned uh, yesterday, uh, 31. Yeah. And she asked me, she said, she said, Dad, I enjoyed the podcast you made, uh, The Implications of a Black Man. And she said, could you do one about the implications of a black woman? I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, it would... I said, you know, it would be kind of hard to do it, you know. Because when I did the imprecations of a black man, it, it just came naturally. You know, it was something that was natural to do. You know, being that I am a black man and I, and I have experiences. You know, I have several experiences of the curses of being a black man. You know, and it was just... A matter of me just sitting back, relaxing. You know, I had my, I had my, I had my drink and dink that day. You know, so it was. <laughs> you know, all, all I had to do was just sit back and relax and just go and let go. You know, but uh, it, it, it you know, I am not a African American woman. I am not a black woman. But there is two things that work in my favor, okay? Actually, there are several things that work in my favor that gives me just as much authority to speak upon the implications of the black woman, the black Afro-Asiatic Israelite African American woman. One is that I am of that same ethnic race. And another thing that gives me the authority to speak on it is that I practice the religion of the ancient Levitical priest. And in that practice, understanding the duality that exists in Israel, because in Israel, the females spoke a feminine language, especially when they were amongst all women, and the males spoke a masculine language. It was almost, in comparison to English, you're dealing with a gender-based language, a gender-based language. It's kind of like in Arabic, you know. And it is actually the same way in Arabic and and in Chaldaic, you know, in the Chal- the language of the Chaldeans, uh, 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 Aramaic. You know, so when you when you understand 
life like that and understand the religion and, 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 and the construct, you're able to divide yourself both to the feminine and to the masculine. And that's okay because the males have both the X and the Y chromosome. So he should easily be able to do that. Okay. And, and you know, uh, the, the, the priest religion, the Israelite religion that the priesthood practiced, you know, understood the duality. That's my daughter India getting back with me now. She said that would be fire. Okay. Yeah, uh, she don't know that I'm getting started on it right now. But when I think of the implications and the, or the curses of what it is to be a black woman, I think it first starts out in Satan's plot and designated plan to rape the daughters of Zion. To rape her of her pureness. To rape her of her virginity. And to deprive her the right of what it is to be a whole woman. A whole wife. A whole mom. Okay? The mother of a whole family. Okay? That's Satan's job. And that is a curse that she is going to have to deal with all of her life. And it starts out with introducing her to the world of sex before she is married. The robbing of the African-American woman's virginity. And what gives me the right to speak specifically on her is because the African-American woman is a woman who came from Africa and whose roots are Afro-Asiatic in nature, okay? She is not European. Her religion is not the religions of the Goy, the Gentile, or the heathen. Her religion was that of the, the very roots and core of Christianity and the very roots and core of, of Judaism, Hebrewism, okay? And the very, uh, of being an Israelite and the very roots and core of what it was to be a, 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 a Muslim or the very roots and core of what it is to be an Egyptian or a Kushite or a Sabian. Okay? Or a Nubian. Something a lot different from what she was introduced to on the other sides of the waters. One of the curses of her imprecation was the raping of her soul her body, her mind, 
and her spirit by the European. It was something that she had to deal with as long as she was to live and still have to deal with as long as she lives in the Gentile society. It started out in slavery, in the forcing of who uh the forcing of who she was to mate with. She didn't she didn't have no choice of the matter, you know, no will in the matter. And when the Europeans first enslaved her. And we're talking about the curses of this black Afro-Asiatic Israelite African-American bloodline woman. We're talking about the curses there. And it, 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 the, the, the curses that she has with that tag American woman is that from the time she was introduced into slavery. When she was introduced into slavery, she immediately became the concubine of her enslaver or slave master. You know, and being that his roots were that of the Anglo-Saxon and of those ancient Germanics. Their roots and their genetic encoding was always in that of heathenism and paganism, Gentileism, because that is the core of their being, you know? And they didn't have rules in their way of life to where uh, 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 there were real rules on who you should and who you shouldn't sleep with, you know? And being of a barbaric, caveman-style nature, you know, they just beat the chick over the head, dragged her on off, <laughs> you know? And when she woke up, you know, she, she was in the cave with her and six kids, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, but things like virginity and stuff like that has never been a real issue in the hearts and minds and souls of the Gentile. Okay, they've never been a real issue. And the only issue that they ever really had was that the child was of a certain age. You know, that, that they were not beneath a certain... The girl was not just too lo- young, raping a baby. You know, an infant, a toddler. You know, maybe even an adolescence. You know, but once they start getting off into their teenage years and puberty, you know, some somebody always in the heathen society, some grown person, you know, old person, older than them, you know, uh, over to, over the day standards of 21, you know, or even 18, was looking at them. Okay. So, the but the Gentile society never really valued virginity. 
okay? So when she came up over here into this society, you know, uh, uh, and, and they never really had uh, 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 sex laws and, and, and stuff like that, that were like, like uh, uh, the, the ancient worlds, the ancient worlds of Africa and Asia had, you know, uh, they was not disciplined. They had no sex discipline. I mean, even when you go back to India and the Kama Sutra, you know, for them, that was sex discipline. You know, it, it was a little bit more than what it was turned out to be uh, just a tantric freakism. You know what I'm saying? Or rancid freakism. You know what I'm saying? It, it had a spiritual tonality to that stuff. That stuff was dealing with Kundalini and, and a lot of that stuff was about seeing spirits, getting to a higher spiritual realm and all kind of stuff, you know. But even in Israel, you know, uh, proper sexual conduct was worshipped to the Most High, you know. But uh, uh, within the, up under the laws of the Most High, it was worshipped to him, you know, because it was obedience to his laws, okay. Uh, but it started here in America when she came here. When she came here, she came here as concubine, girlfriend. She was introduced as a concubine, always to the slave master. For when they when they uh, uh, pillaged either a land, or conquered a land, which what they were they were trying to do by way of a Christianity and Christian missionaries and and sending slavers and conquistadors to certain areas in Africa, and especially like Ghana, the Portuguese, the Portuguese slave ports, Almina, and stuff like that. You know, the European had his foot on, 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 the, on, on, sla- on the footholds of uh, slavery right there on the continent of Africa from the other side of the shores. It wasn't the, necessarily the uh, English or the uh, ancestors to the American white man, but it surely was that of the French and the Spanish and the Portuguese and the Dutch. Okay. Uh, but she was introduced into concubinage. Okay. And being that this European really had no regard uh, 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 for the slave, that slave was a slave. And a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, when, you know, he went out and slept with her. He didn't really want to marry her. Like, at some, at, 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 you know, during the later parts of the 1800s, when America banned, you know, uh, slaves from coming into the country, then the Dutch start marrying you know, the Africans and setting up little slave ports and where they was coming in and dominating with their Christianity and they were actually marrying uh, the, the, the female, you know, the African-American woman, you know. But she has always been the secret prize of the Europeans. But he never really, really, really wanted her. You understand what I'm saying? He never really wanted her. Uh, being on the other side of the shores in the Americas, you know, uh, you know, prior to 
you know, they would always go in there and sleep with the slaves, but they were trying to produce other slaves. They weren't trying to impregnate. When slavery became full-blown, they were not trying to impregnate slaves, even though it did happen, you know, because he was going out there tipping. You know, a lot of times they had wives and families in the big house. They would go out there in the slave in the slave cavern taverns, you know, and 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 uh, you know, mingle in with the slaves at night. You know, when they get drunk, and you know, maybe the woman on her period, or maybe she acting nasty and hanky and shit. You know, he just go on out and go 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 hit the slaves. You know, and a lot of times they would come up pregnant, but they never really intended. You know, they was always wanted to be of the first to take their, their, their slaves' virginity. It didn't matter. They took the mother's virginity, the daughter's virginity. The slave master always wanted to, once he had them, he wanted to be the first one to really sleep with them. You know, and it was cursed. It was a cursed thing because what she is being introduced to is a way of life which is that which is much different from that which she came from on the other side of the waters. For surely, Judaism, uh, the, the religion of the Canaanites, uh, and Islam, Christianity, had dominated the northern and western regions of Africa. And then you had certain paganism, other paganisms that evolved up somewhere about in the Canaanite and Egyptian systems. Okay, but outside of that, even them had strict rituals. You know, you can look at people like the Zulus. You know, they were, their practices, some of their practices are very Hebraic, but a lot of the stuff you would see at face value don't appear or see, uh, appear to be Hebraic, you know, and they, but down, a lot of African tribes have, uh, uh, they prize the virginity, you know, and they have like virgin parades and like a virgin day, you know, where they have big ceremonies praising the young girls for their virginity, you know, so even outside of the Hebrew faith in Africa, you know, that, you know, they, they, they were setting a woman up for her husband, an African and ancient Afro-Asiatic and black or AKA Moorish societies. And they was not training the black woman to be whorish, you know, giving her the right to be able to sleep with whomever and whatever she wanted to. That really never really happened. Ever, even on the other side of the shores in America, until the 19 after the 1960s, to be quite honest, for it was uh, because Christianity had dominated the the mindset of the people way before the television. Everybody had a Bible in their house. Everybody didn't have a radio. You know, and when they had radios, you had a lot of Christian preachers on the radio waves and stuff. You know, so, you know, Christianity do- has always dominated the mindset of the people, or, uh, the G- Gentile, after the Gentile converted to, to uh, uh, the Christianity. So it, was, it, it, it had a Christian veneer 
a cover-up over a heathen reality. Just like how it is pretty much today. You know, yeah, you saved in this, but you did this. You did this, you did this, you did this. Okay. And, and, but one of the, the, the problem, one of her problems was that one of her curses is, is, is that because she was never truly taught who she is and the power of what it is to be a virtuous Afro-Asiatic black African-American Israelite woman or any of those words descriptive words okay ethnical religious or nationalities if she's any of that one of the greatest things was that that the greatest curses implications against her was that she was deprived the right of the power of being a black Afro-Asiatic woman. She was always to be the aide and the assistant towards the labor and the hardships of America towards her people. He set her up for that. You know, he set her up for that real hard. You know, you know, even now you had the bad you had the bad boy now, which is your common thug and drug dealer. But back during slavery you had the bad boy then. And the bad boy then was always the buck. The guy that felt like that one day he gonna buck up against master and I'm tired of him hitting on me and one day, you know, when he when when the master talking shit or or slap him or something, he'll rev up and buck up and <sighs> be looking at him like man you know like like a dog growling you know and, and, and you know that was the typical bad boy in slavery you know in slavery the typical bad boy was the was the guy who always took his mind off the damn plantation you know and was constantly trying to uh uh uh, uh use his mind to uh, 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 to interject his mind into a place where he was not a slave. You know, the the bad boy back in the day of slavery was the one who always was deep down inside thought of the day that he was going to get away from there. The bad boys was the runaways. Those were the bad ones. And they used to have to catch the, catch the little young boys, okay? And they would break them. A lot of times they break the young boys by performing some type of homosexual act on them. You know, uh, making them uh, uh, have oral sex and anal uh, sex, you know, just having sex with them both ways, all kind of ways, freaky deaky with them. You know, that was a good way to break them as little young boys. You know what I'm saying? But they always found ways 
to try to break them. There's young boys, so they would just go out there on the field, you know, and do their thing and not, you know, think about running away. But just like the black woman was protective, yet the turn in of the bad boy, especially when the white authorities came scrutinize her and put pressure on her. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of the black women were strong and just wouldn't tell, especially if it was her son or something. But the black woman was always known to break. This is why they always took most of them in slavery and had very few men. You know, it was it was always more women, you know, because women was, was submissive. And at some point, a woman would submit where a real masculine man ain't going to submit. So, over here in America, one of the curses was that she was deprived the right of, of, the, of understanding the power, beauty, the love, and the respect she can get from her community hence the world for existing as a righteous black woman a woman with core moral values that's one of the curses of her one of the curses of her was that she always was granted leeway in doing things that would have been considered bad or wrong in America with very little consequences. That's one of her curses. You see, these are the curses of the, uh, uh, the implications of a black woman. You know, uh, so being that all the way from, I would say, the 1800s after they banned slavery, they they start setting up breeding farms, you know, here in America, because they was no longer allowing the importation and the exportation of slaves, okay? So, they immediately went on this regimen to set up breeding farms to start inbreeding, you know, and soon as the black woman came upon her period, she was introduced into sex. And if it wasn't a slave master coming in there, he had some young buck that he already selected that he was trying to duplicate over and over again. He had certain bucks that he was set out that. He, if, if, if he wanted, if he needed bucks to work on work in the field, he would produce those bucks. You see, if he needed skilled trade bucks, he would go produce those. You know, he would, you know, because they would be taught by their fathers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Being raised right there in the craft in the field at the work. You know, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, so. A woman was always deprived of virginity, and there was always men thirsting 
for nothing else but to get inside of their drawers, you know. And I think of as a father, you know, I try to train, you know, my children, my female daughters, you know, I always tell them, you know, talk about women being submissive because their mother was submissive to me. You know, I, I love a submissive woman. So my, I didn't even have to raise my daughters to be submissive because they were the daughters of their mothers. They were submissive women. And one of the curses of, of, of that is because this is a, another way of showing how she's deprived. You know, the right and the power of being a feminine, strong, virtuous black woman. Okay? You know, being that she was born on the other side into slavery, you know, the, 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 not only was she deprived, but the male was deprived. He was deprived of being an Afro-Asiatic man. He was being converted as well as as female was being converted into something totally different from what their genetic coding has been for thousands of years. And within this, 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 these breeding farms, you know, they didn't care. They, hey, they had you sleep with the, the mother with the son. You know, they would have brother and sister, cousins, you know, uh, uh, complete strangers, you know. It just had no rule and no boundary. And one of the curses of the African-American black woman is that there was never, ever, 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 nowhere, nobody to, to truly teach her the power and the virtue of being a feminine. Afro-Asiatic, virtuous, black, African-American woman. Okay? No one there was ever there to teach her that. She was robbed of her being. And no one ever was there to teach her this. This is what Joyce DeGroy talks about. When she, in in the post-traumatic slave syndrome... She talk about all of the drama, tra- trauma, not drama, trauma that we as African Americans have been through through slavery, and a lot of that stuff is still in our genetic coding. Okay, and there has been no healing. You know, there has been no therapy. You know. And in her robbery, she was denied. There was a certain way that we knew how to raise and to train and to teach our women to to be women. And the society knew it and grafted to that model. You can see that model kind of recorded in the Old Testament of the Bible. You know? Uh, because those were Afro and Asiatic people, Afro-Asiatic people from the old world 
world that Africa produced. Okay? She was denied all of that. And men naturally can, if they were educated right and just was allowed access to the right information, a man would naturally fall in order. A woman need to be raised away. Okay? And being that the society is different from the way of God and there's only a small amount of people in the way of God and being that these women of of today like even the Israelite woman they are converts into this way for they were born into heathenism and you best to believe me they still have heathen practices they just don't tell you about it they get amongst the saints and they put on this sanctimonious air but a lot of them are still sleeping with pagan Israel black men men who have not converted to the truth okay they're not prizing the Israelite men. A lot of Israelite men don't even have women. And they and they and they get frustrated looking at Sister Susie who've been single five years, you you know, or been dating somebody five years, you know. It's a curse. You know, because she she, she somebody is always looking to get inside of her panties. You know what I'm saying? And it's just really, really sad. You know, this curse, because it was uncle, you know, they would put the uncle against the niece and had him to mate. You know, that stuff was practiced all the way up until like the late 1800s. I had a great grandmother, Mother Dear, Anna Hill. She was born in the 1880s. She was born like either right before or right after slavery ended. And she lived all the way up until like 1982 or something. You know? For real. No, later than that, maybe like 83, you know? She lived long, she lived like, like 98, 97 years. You know, she she almost lived to be like a hundred years old. You know, I think she was born in like 1883 or something. You know, but I say that to say the slavery wasn't that long ago when when I have actually got a chance to see one of my ancestors that was born at a time when slavery was still afresh in the minds of the people. Because even after the uh, abolishment of slavery, the Emancipation Proclamation, that racist white dominance, that white supremacist mindset still was in the air. Uh, it, it, and and it, it being that slave, see, slavery was was, was the curse. You know, it was the imprecation. And it was the conditions of slavery 
that she never got a chance to heal from. You know, she, the African-American woman never had a chance. You know, being that 70% of them were raised in single mother households, they never, they were denied the right to a family, the right to see how mama interact with daddy and what it takes to make a relationship last and what it takes to build and structure a family. You know, she learned what to put up with and what not to put up with, you know, and how far to go and just how to be a woman inside of a family where mama and daddy was there. Those women that, women that lived in households where the mother and the father, mother and father was married for years and years and years and years. Those women, and not even in those cases, but those women more so than others are able to uh, uh, last in relationships if that's what they chose to do. You know, because they have, they've been raised in, in, inside of a family structure. You know, she already know her role because when when she move out of mama house then she gets a man and get married she automatically moves into mama's position in her own house you see a lot of women even cook and hold on to the diet that they were raised on and taught by their mothers you know use virtually almost the same recipes and a lot of times they don't get independence from that until they get a man and usually years after that. But a woman's hold on to several dietary practices and stuff from her mother to shows that she gets, she's like a sponge in that house and she's absorbing how to be a woman from her mother. Something that she's deprived of inside of a single parent household. You know, that mother has never showed her that it was okay to bring many men inside your life and inside your body. You know, and that woman, the being in that relationship lasts so long, you know, that should teach you the formula and what it takes to be together. You know, a mother who's single parent, she introduces, this is, one of the implications, one of the curses of a black woman. She introduces her daughter into the world of promiscuity by simply being an example of promiscuity. When a mother has several boyfriends in the time span of her child's rearing, and her children are exposed to these men, you know, uh, where these men have become to the point to where they start to come around, they, they are, uh, you and the mom, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, so quite naturally, they're going to know the children, you did, and, and basically, the continuation of this, it exposes the young daughter to the idea that this is supposed to be okay. It's a cool thing to do. You know, this is how it goes. And that's not how it goes. You know, because what that does, 
is, you know, a, 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 the more women, men that a woman takes, the harder it is for her to get, get married. You know what I'm saying? And being that the African-American male was raised in such messed up law of God, godless uh, uh, circumstances, you know, a lot of these guys, it don't take responsibility for the taking of a female virginity, which wrecks and ruins a woman and opens her up to the world of promiscuity because she was not taught the do's and don'ts about her body, you know, which she could have easily read in the scriptures, you know, but a lot of people, if they don't, you know, they're being raised Christian, if my preacher ain't teaching this directly the way it is like this, and most preachers don't even touch that stuff anymore, long, long time ago, the Pentecostals used to preach virginity, and it was a sin to have all of these sexual encounters, and used to kick, get kicked out of church for that stuff, you know, so, uh, the female, the African-American woman doesn't really get exposed to sex laws and rules and stuff like that, you know, uh, until she gets exposed to one of, the, one of the monotheistic religions, you know, most mother and father don't teach them, you know, uh, somehow mother and father, because of they were old in the, in the older day when people was a lot slower than they are today. You know, the mother, well, I just want to just, just speed this up and just make it real simple. The, the African-American male, he has been raised in the same conditions. And being that he is raised in those same conditions, you know, that he, he had no value in taking the, the, the woman's virginity from the slave farms. And there was no, being that there was no healing, being that there was no real religious reformation, you know, because the Christianity at that time was really only a veneer. You know, it was nothing more than the slave spreading the rhetoric that he learned from the master. So he didn't teach real, real sex rules, sex laws. And if he did, he only taught that which was allowed by the master. But the master had no, no benefit in teaching the, the slave sex laws because his job was to reproduce y'all. And y'all can't be concerned with that. You see? And that being the case, by there being no real healing, because even the preacher a lot of times was responsible for trying to molest these little children, these little girls and boys. You know, so, and even to this day, preachers are, are, are caught up in scandals and sleeping with people in the church and pedophilia and sleeping with young boys and young girls of the church. All the young girls, that's a... That's a secret history that, that don't nobody talk about. How the pastors in the church, you know what I'm saying, have had secret relationships with the women in the church. Even while the pastor was married and stuff. In a lot of churches, you know, the, the, the story ends up coming to pass 
you know, because what's in the dark always end up coming to the light. But those things have happened, you know. So the the Christian, the the the, 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 the uh, it was a curse and an implication that the African American woman couldn't even take the spirituality of Christianity seriously, you know. And the uh, it's so. Uh, you got the black man today, he take a young woman's virginity and just going on, you know, break up with her and, and going on with his world, introducing her into a world of promiscuity. And that's a curse, you know. And she will always, always, you know, be dating men over and over and over and over again, getting in a countless failed relationships. You had one boyfriend, you broke up with him, that's a failed relationship. And if you have five boyfriends, and you broke up with them, that's five failed relationships. And if you had, minding that these are sexual relationships, you know, if you had 10 or 50 or 100, that's 100 failed relationships. That is one of the curses of the African-American woman, all because she was denied the proper white rights. She was supposed to be introduced into a culture that respected virginity. And, uh, and, and, and men were to go through a rite of passage before they was to ever even look for thinking about a wife. You know... So, people, you know, our people has been, is slavery has brought many curses amongst the African-American woman. Why is it that she can't keep a man? A lot of it is her fault. All of it is her fault, really, but uh, uh, you have some men, and this is a curse because like I said, I wanted to raise my daughters to be submissive to a black man, you know, uh, you know, like their mother was to me. But the thing about that goes is, you, it, it, it's even a curse upon the father because he can't really even raise his child the way that they did in Afro-Asiatic societies because the father may be privy to information that the others in the community are dumb, deaf, and blind about. So I raised my child a certain way, and I, it, it could be even even in diet. You know, I raised my I raised my children to eat pork. As soon as they got on on their own and got them boyfriends, them boyfriends wanted that bacon and them eggs, girl. They wanted them pork chops. You see, the man, there's no righteous man out here to lead the black woman. And it, it, it's, it's a cursed thing that she can't submit to the man that she chooses. It's a cursed thing. It's one of her implications that she just has to deal with. You know, nobody did a teach her about diet. And as she get older, she starts to get thick and gain weight and start to get out of shape and don't, don't know that it is the certain things that she's eating that's killing her. 
It's the implications of the curse. The cursed black man. Yes. The implication that the black woman get to grow up in a household with no dad in it. No one to raise her how to be a woman. No mom, because without no dad in the house, the mom gonna do her thing. She don't have time. You know, and not even in a position to train, in most cases, her daughter to be a righteous woman. It's a curse, you know, it's a curse for the black woman to go to the Christian church and think that's it. You know, because it allows her not to take accountability for any bad or wrongdoings. Because the implication exists that she does wrong and bad and most of the time not even aware and even conscious of it. It's, It's a bad thing.